Sometimes you just need a little spiritual guidance to help get your life back together. It can be compared to mosaic art. Many little pieces that come together to form something beautiful. Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. Your host is mosaic shaman, Christy Ellen. Christy and her guests are here to ensure that your life is just as you deserve it to be. Happy. Now, here's your host, Christy Ellen. Welcome to the garden. So glad you're here today to join in conversation as we're going to be talking about the healing sound of chanting. It's an ancient art called kirtan. So I'm going to bring a guest on later who's going to talk to us about that. She's an expert in the field of kirtan music. And now we are going to take some time this morning to um, join each other in the garden. And we do that in a shamanic healing meditation prayer. We do this every week as we ground ourselves and connect to the earth. Um, yesterday, I went on a beautiful hike up in um, the Usury Mountains here in Arizona, and I saw this big, huge rattlesnake on the trail. It was probably three feet wide and about four inches round. It was big. It had seven rattles on the end, which means it's a very mature snake. And it crossed the trail. And for me as a shaman, when I see that, it reminds me to check into my first chakra to go into whether or not I'm grounded. I haven't been out doing what enlightens me and gives me pleasure, which is walking on the earth. Um, I am an earth keeper. I also connect to the star nations, which means I can bring down the energies from the heavens and the energy from the earth together. And I hadn't been out hiking and doing that. And I was able to get out yesterday and really realize how much it's important in my life doing those things that keep me grounded and connected. Then I saw this most gorgeous red bird. Now, I know there's cardinals all over here, but this bird was totally red, and it was bright, and it flew in front of me several times, which is the color of the first chakra. So as we go in today and do our healing schematic meditation prayer, we're going to work on being grounded. Because for me, that's what I was missing. I had gotten out of my routine of doing what works for me to be grounded. So if you're not driving your car and you're in a place where you can take this time, which is the most important time that we do every day to sit and be grounded, we're going to ground together in a schematic energy prayer. So put your feet on the earth, sit on the earth, and take a deep breath. Breathing is the essential part of this because it drops you into where you are. So much time during the day you forget to breathe. You forget to breathe deeply. I mean, you breathe automatically, but you're breathing from your chest and they're shallow, short breaths. And when you're not feeling in right, as we call it in the schematic work, Aini, a relationship with your God source, it's because you haven't grounded and you're not breathing. You're not breathing into the belly in that deep breath and concentrating on your breath. The breath gives you life. It's everything that gives you form, life, and existence. So with your breath, breathing in, allowing your shoulders to drop, allowing yourself to relax. Any thoughts of the list to do and have to do's that are happening in your head, let them go. Allowing your mind to know that you'll you'll attend to those in an hour. You'll attend to them later. But right now, this is your time. This is your time to be connected, grounded, centered on the earth, connected to all life source. The energy comes up through your kundalini, your first chakra, and comes all the way up through the body. So if you're breathing and it comes in from the bottom, where your spine is, your tailbone, and it comes in, that energy from the earth, and it fills your entire body, it fills the chakras as it goes through the first chakra, the second, the third, and your breath pulls that up, pulls that energy up into your heart, into your your throat, into the third eye, and into the crown. That energy pulling up, pulling it all the way through, all seven chakras and out your crown. That energy pulling energy down through your second, seventh chakra, your sixth chakra, your fifth your fourth, just pulling energy down with your breath. Your breath brings life in, bringing it all the way down to the first chakra and then back up. 
We ask that the Great Spirit be with us today. We ask that we enter this field of understanding the joy of the ancient art of kirtan and music and chanting, that we grow together, that we grow in the garden, we plant the seed of love and understanding. We ask that we be together today as we take this journey together and we bring it in with our breath and we ask any messages of wisdom that we are allowed to come into our heart at this time, that we may be whole and complete through our breath, through that prana of life, and we thank you, Great Spirit, Holy One, for the ability to breathe, discern, and love. Namaste. Today we're going to be talking about the healing sound of chanting, but we're also going to be talking about discernment. I I talk to you a lot about intuition and about your life's purpose, and today we're going to talk about how do we find that life purpose? How do we find where we're going? And what is part of the learning curve when we're doing that. Have you and others tell you that you can't do something that you're dreaming of? Have you ever not gone after your dreams because of the concerns of families or others that you might not be able to do it because the learning curve is too steep? Are they just not afraid? They're just afraid that you won't succeed because they don't think they can. Have you ever had somebody stop you from living your vision and your dream? Every human being wants to feel love and know that their life made a difference on this planet. I've traveled all over this great world, and that's the same message I see everywhere. Every human being wants to feel love and know they make a difference. And you have to go inside and find that purpose within yourself, what it is that you want to do. Because you have a dream. It's there if you listen. If you ask your God source and then are willing to listen You'll be able to hear what that message is and to be able to discern what decisions to make to let go of what's not working to have what does in your life. Because all things are possible when you let go of what's not working, walk through your fears and allow what does work to come into your life, making all things possible. Change your story and change your life. That's what we do here every week on the radio and we do meditation and we do meditation prayers and I have a free meditation video for you that is a bands of protection on my website soulhealerspath.com s-o-u-l h-e-a-l-e-r-s p-a-t-h sorry about that for a moment my brain went quiet soulhealerspath.com so that will walk you on a journey of letting go what's not working in your life to bring in what does. And there is a meditation video there, a seven-day meditation video, that if you do that for seven days, will change your life. And if you email me a little note saying that you're a listener on the radio station, I will send you a $20 off gift certificate for that particular meditation. And like I said, that meditation will truly change your life. So discernment. Discernment is a word that means to look at what it is you want and discern whether or not it's moving you forward to what you are living or away from what you're living or forward towards what you want or away from what you want. Um, You know, for the best thing for me to do is when I am looking at something I want to do is to take it to my higher source and to listen to the wisdom of that deep understanding. It's not the wisdom on the surface. When I take a desire to my higher self in meditation, I listen deep, deeper than the intellect. I go deep to hear what the God source inside has to tell me about this. And listening through this meditation helps me discern what will move me forward. It will help you discern what will move you forward. When you can go deep and listen deeply to your God source to move you into what you were born to be here, that will, the, the purpose that will bring you joy because joy is contagious. And to have that joy that you're sharing and that love for yourself out there, it spreads to others and others want to know what you're doing and learn how to do it too. And then that changes the planet. It changes everything because love and joy spread. It spreads. It's a contagious spreading through yourself to others by going in deep with your higher source and discerning and listening what it is that's working what it is that you want. In order to know what you want, first of all, it's important to know what you don't want. Because when you know what you don't want, then you know it's not working. And you know what you can let go of in order to have what you do want. It's important to take a note of that. So 
I have you just take and, and write it down, write on the left-hand side of the paper what it is that you're doing that you don't like, and then write the opposite on the right-hand side of the paper. The opposite of what is not working is what will work. And that's how you can discern and find out what it is your path purpose is and what you're here to do because we're all here for a purpose. We all have a gift to share and I want you to be able to share in that gift. Um, discernment is the ability to take what is go- good and discern from it what is great because sometimes when you've got to choose two things, they're not good and bad. They're what is good and what is great, what is moving you forward towards your purpose. Once you know your purpose is, majority of people don't get what they want in life because they don't know what it is they want. They don't know what it is they want. So once you can figure out what it is, what you want, then you can see what each action step you do every day will move you towards that or which ones are not. And then you can start eliminating the ones that aren't moving you towards that, getting them out of the way so you're clearing a passageway towards what your goal is and what you want. That is how we set goals. We write out there what it is we truly want to see in our life in the next year, and we move towards it. I've been on the radio for a year now, and we've been taking those steps towards this goal of what it is you want in your life. And those that are new to the radio, we're now asking you to go look at your goal. Go see what it is you want, and you will know what it is you want by looking at what it is you don't want. What it is you don't want is a cure message to clear the way to show you what it is you do want. Desire. Then you have a desire. Desire is a gift. It is the greatest gift you have because with that desire... It'll move you forward. Desire motivates you to move you forward. It's a gift. It's one of the greatest gifts you can have, a desire to drive us forward to learning to be the being that we know we are here to be. By And I've said this once before, by being, doing, and then having, we become what we want by that desire that moves us forward. And how do you get good at your purpose? How do you get good at what it is you're doing? Well, you take steps. You take a step forward. You take a step towards it. You let go of the idea that it has to be perfect to achieve it, and you take a step towards it. You just keep moving forward. That step forward will give you the momentum towards your desire. You have the desire. You take a step forward, which is the awareness we've talked about, the four keystone principles, awareness. Awareness of what's not working to let go So you can have what is working. I just showed you an exercise by writing what you don't want on one side, writing the opposite of that on the next other side, you will see clearly what it is you want in your purpose. You take a step. You become aware. Be willing, number two, to learn. Be willing to learn, to be educated. Be willing to learn something new. Be willing to see what isn't working. Be willing to be open to others that might teach you. When we have a stubbornness inside of us that says no one's going to tell me what to do, then you are never going to learn how to move towards what you want. Because part of that stubbornness is the ego mind, which edges God out. That's what ego means. The ego mind telling you that you're right and everyone else is wrong. Remember, the ego lives off a comparison of everyone around it. Who's right? Who's wrong? What's good and what's bad? That comparison around everything that goes on feeds the ego and keeps you stuck in what you don't want so you have to be willing to learn and that's the education we talk about having the education to move forward then comes in forgiveness and a new choice being willing to forgive and let go of what's not working have some forgiveness for where you are and what got you there and make new choices. That is the action step, which is the four keystone principles, the action step. Taking action, making a new choice, letting go, healing, and letting your higher source in. And number four is to help others. Go out and help others. That's the support. That's the support that will move you forward. That's the support that helps you create what you want in your life, supporting yourself and others. Open yourself up for desire to come through and amazing things will happen in your life the learning curve will change and you will move forward Martha Luther King said you have to do it for yourself and you can't do it alone you have to have others others help you every human being wants to feel love and know that they make a difference in this world I want you to think about for a moment people who have made a difference and hadn't let other people's negative thoughts stop them first of all Mozart Mozart died at the age of 37 after composing 37 compositions and 40 symphonies because his desire for great music 
outrun anything anyone else told him about what he could or could not do. And if you read about Mozart, you see that he has death, he had problems, he had so many things that got in the way. But he, in his short 37 years, created a big impact on this world. You will come into this world and you will go out of this world. How you're living in between them is where all things are possible. All things are possible when you are willing to walk through your fears, let go of what you do not want to do and have what you want. This is called changing your story and changing your life. You can go to soulhealerspath.com and you will learn more about this. You will learn more about how to walk through your fears, let go, what the four support systems are. You will learn how to create an amazing life. Just as Glenn Fry of the Eagles, who wanted to be a great songwriter, he went out to be a great songwriter. He lived upstairs um, from a man named Jackie Brown, Jackson Brown. And he went down and asked Jackson Brown, how do I become a great songwriter? And Jackson Brown said, write some bad songs first to get to the great songs. And today we're going to be talking about songs and chanting and music. And we're going to be able to go deeper out of your head and ask your God source where your passion is and where you are to move forward. Kirtan and chanting has been able to help with that. And my guest, Valerie, Sangelini Irons is an artist, sound alchemist, and a kirtan walla. She lives in Sedona, and she's inspired by divine love and of divine music. And she's going to come and share that with us as soon as we come back from break. So stay with me, and I'll introduce you to my, best, my guest, Valerie Sangeli Irons. Thank you. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. It's time to live an inspired life. Join Christy Allen, the Mosaic Shaman, as she enhances the quality of your life. Healing with art is Christy's focus. At SoulHealerPath.com, if you follow the steps and use the skill that Christy Ellen teaches in Soul Healer's Path Life Coaching, doing your part and taking 100% of the responsibility for your life, changing your life story, then in one year's time, you could be living the inspired life of your dreams. Soul Healer's Path Life Coaching offers four life coaching packages, starting with the Serpent Path, which is all about awareness and letting go of what you do not want to have and embracing what you do. Go to Soul Healer's Path and sign up for a one-month session of Clearing the Light Body. So come and walk the medicine wheel with Christy Ellen. Visit soulhealerpath.com or call 435-260-9598 for a special newcomer's one-month coaching package for just $300. Christy Ellen is an intuitive healer and master creator. Let her guide you to living the life to which you were born to live and go from ordinary to extraordinary. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is Welcome to the Mosaic Garden with Christy Ellen. To connect with the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or you may send an email to healingart.kp at gmail.com. Now, back to Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. Welcome back to the garden where I am bringing on my guest, Valerie... Sanjali Irons. Um, Valerie brings kirtan and devotional music to the Red Rocks of Sedona. She's dedicated to divine healing through the arts. And she's going to talk to us today as we're talking about healing, the healing sound of chanting. We're also bringing it into the discernment of what our purpose is and how that will help in that. Valerie, welcome to the garden today. Thank you so much for having me, Christy. It's lovely to be here. Well, it's exciting to talk to you about this ancient art of kirtan. Can you explain to us what that means? What is kirtan? 
Absolutely. Um, kirtan is a form of chanting that comes from India. And um, specifically, chanting in Sanskrit, uh, which is the ancient holy language of India. And kirtan is a call and response. The, the one who is leading the kirtan or the kirtanwala will call out a uh, sentence and everybody will sing it back to her. And that is actually kirtan. There's another style where everybody sings together in song form, and that is bhajan style. Can you, can you do this without music, or do you have to have music in order to do the kirtan chanting? Yeah, um, you do not have to have music, actually. You can have hand clapping. Uh, there is an instrument in India. I don't know the name of it, but it's one string. One string only, and you can pluck that string and sing, uh, chant to that. So really anything uh, goes as far as kirtan goes. It's, it's the art of singing God's name back to God. And um, it's very, very powerful practice. It's a, it, it moves a lot of energy, and it allows for things to be cleared out so that a bliss can come in and really, really opens up that channel of divine connection. Is it a prayer then? Well, um, sometimes the chants are prayers, and sometimes they are the repetition of the uh, holy name. For example, um, let's say, Om Namah Shivaya. Um, that's a, a one that many people know, and that is a chant to Shiva, who is um, the deity um, mostly related to yoga and meditation. And um, he is a deity who has been uh, pictured in Himalayas. And Om Namah Shivaya means Om, I bow down to you. Uh, salutations to. Nama means I recognize the God within you. And Shivaya is his name. So basically, just with that repetition, there is a vibration in the words themselves. The ancient language of Sanskrit has a vibration that's very, very holy, uh, very similar to um, Hebrew. Um, the language itself is a holy language that carries very, a lot so, of codes and um whatnot in its vibration. So, and what, so what does this vibration do? What does this vibration do to the body? Well, it, uh, it goes out into the ethers. We, we are much more than just our bodies. And so uh, it goes out into the cosmos and um, it can also um, help to release blockages um, within us. It helps us to release patterns and um, things, energies that might have us stuck and sadness and um, lots of things that are in the way of our intuition, our happiness, and it allows a clearer energy from source to come down into us. So does this deity Shiva have a purpose? Like as um, some of the Christian saints have a, like there's a, there's a God that protects you in travel. Is there a certain purpose for the deity? To do, does it reign well, over a certain thing is what I'm asking, a certain action or certain part of life? It, yes. Um, there, there's three different lineages in um, of family houses in a way, so to speak, in um, Hinduism. Um, and uh, there's Shiva, the destroyer, there is Vishnu, the preserver, and there's Brahma, who is the creator. And um, each one of them has his partner in his feminine partner. So Shiva Shakti, and she was married to Parvati. Shakti is the feminine essence, um, and uh, Shakti can be the name for every feminine goddess. It's that feminine energy from the universe, but Shiva is married to Parvati, Vishnu is married to Lakshmi, and Brahma is with Saraswati. So each when, when you, 
And when you're saying marriage, marriage, does that mean they each have an opposite uh, part to play in the creation? Or do they work they, together in that? They come together. It's the male and female coming together to um, create together. It's their coming together that holds the power. Um, but I think I heard you say one of the one of the names of the gods was a god of, of destruction. So is it necessary to yeah. have destruction to rebuild? That's the kind of destruction. I'm glad that you brought that up. That's the kind of destruction we're talking about here. Shiva does a dance that destroys in order for Brahma to create. However, this is also, if we're looking within our own psyche, because we carry all of the energies that the deities in the Hinduism um, have, we carry all of those energies within ourselves. So what Shiva's destroying is the veil of illusion. And so when we're looking for clarity and we're looking for the veils of illusion to be destroyed so that we can be birthed again anew and to see things differently and to start over, um, much like the phoenix rising from his own ashes. So the important of, of letting things go and letting things um, start over. I know that starting over is often seen as a bad thing when it actually turns out to be a really good thing. When everything is taken out from under, it gives you an opportunity to be clean, to be reborn, to start again. You could look at it as everything's gone and now I'm, I've lost everything. You look at it, everything's gone, now I get to start something new. It depends on how you're looking at that. I know many people, and this shows a lot about people starting their lives over in midlife because they've had their foundations taken out from under them and they're trying to figure out where to start over. Some are choosing to leave the planet and some are choosing to stay here on the planet and, and create. What, what would be your message about that, um, being able to start over and um, you know, have that destroyer come in and starting over? What, what's your message and what's your experience with that? Well, I, um, when I uh, came into Kirtan, I, I was actually an artist. I was making um, um, statues and um, and whatnot, and that was my path. I was sure that that was the way I was going, and um, in about 2009, I, I went to a yoga and mantra festival that completely changed everything for me and changed the direction, and what I found is that... Um, Every time I would go to this festival, which was every year at first and then twice a year, my heart, my spiritual heart in the center of my chest was absolutely on fire. It was so alive and it was burning with the deepest, most profound love that I have ever known. And I know that that is my soul talking to me. I know now after so many years of this waking up process, um, that my soul speaks to me through my heart. And so I kept going. I kept attending the festival. I kept diving into the chants and what do they mean and who is this and what is this energy that I'm working with when I sing uh, uh, to Ganesha, who is the remover of obstacles. So what is that energy that I am working with within myself also when I'm chanting to Ganesha? And um, my my heart was so on fire that I realized I was being led by my soul, and all I needed to do was say yes. Um, I there was a point. Um, I had no intention of of singing kirtan myself to lead kirtan. It was not even a bee in my bonnet. I had no idea that this is where it was leading for me. Um, but every time I would think about the instrument, the harmonium, my heart would go on fire. And so I had to take notice of that. I said, really, Spirit, is this really what you want me to do? And there it goes again. It would just go on so was, fire in the center of it, my chest, and I had to listen. So finally, I, I took lessons, and I learned how to play the harmonium, and I began to write my own melodies to the chants. And uh, it's very important that we don't change the chants themselves because they are ancient and they're coming from a long, long lineage um, that's been going back a very long time. They're ancient. And so we can change the music, 
but we don't want so, to change the chant itself. So it became time so, for you to learn something new, and and you um, learned a new instrument. And then, um, so these chants that you're talking about that you don't change the language to them, are they, are they sort of like a, uh, like a, would you refer to it like a scripture or those chants follow each other because there's a purpose that they work together to create a harmony um, of healing with inside of you? Well, there are lots of different chants um, and mantras, and some mantras have a specific purpose. Like there, there are a lot of mantras that you can chant that, perhaps specifically to clear your energetic field. And uh, then there's another mantra you might chant um, when you want to bring in a, a marriage partner. There's another mantra you might chant um, if you are feeling um, that you would like more abundance in your life. There are mantras that you can chant for the world. Uh, Loka Samasta Sukino Bhavantu. That chant we often say after a yoga class means may all beings and all worlds be happy and free. And that's so you, you, powerful, powerful to chant. And you use this in a, in a yoga practice. You combine this with yoga. What does that do to um, uplift the vibration by bringing uh, the mantras and chants into, into the form of the body working through yoga and the mind and the soul working in yoga? Well, there are um, eight limbs of yoga, and most um, most uh, places and people are focusing on the asana limb, the body movement limb, which is just one of the limbs of yoga. Um, another limb of yoga is bhakti yoga, which is the yoga of devotion to God. And this is where chanting comes in. Uh, chanting is bhakti yoga. And so that is just one other limb of yoga. It's um, For people who are interested in yoga, it's really very interesting to dive deep and look into what those eight limbs are and um, familiarize yourself with them because they say to really um, encompass uh, this path, you need to be doing all of them, not just one not just two, but all of them. And and can you use these chants in dance and other movement as well? Well, um, yes. Many of the chants are many chants are very um, inward and they're very quiet and can be um, are accompanied by soft music, and they can also become quite ecstatic. I I often love. I love the ecstatic kirtan. Um, it, it literally you burst out of your <laughs> you burst out of your body and cannot help but dance. And um, the joy and the bliss that one is feeling when they're chanting the actual mantras and and the sentences and the prayers over and over and over again. This energy of bliss comes in, and sometimes you absolutely cannot help it when the music gets into a excited, crazy beats, and um, you just burst, and you jump up, and you dance, and dance, and dance, and so um, kirtan can be both ways. I've seen it um, many different do, ways. Do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite kirtan chant that you use um, in your life, or I know they're all used for different purposes and different stages, but is there something, one that you call on more than others? Um, I have called on many different chants at different times of my life. Um, actually, I, I think that the chant has called on me to find it and, and chant it to help me through um, issues and, and, and ordeals, not ordeals, but um, experiences that I might be going through. Um, some can be tough, and I've found that chanting certain chants has become invaluable to my life. Absolutely invaluable. They say that if you chant something for 40 days, you will absolutely see change in your life. The same chant for 40 days. And um, if you use a mala, if you look at um, people, Indian saints and whatnot, they have uh, beaded necklaces that they wear around their neck with a little tassel at the bottom. Those are called malas. 
and they should have 108 beads. And you start at the large bead, and you say that chant. You hold the mala in one hand, and you every time you hit a bead, you say that chant. And so you move the beads through your hand and say the chant every time you hit the bead. And by the time you're through with that mala, you've said it 108 times. Well, that kind of answers the question. Shorter, might have 54, so you need to go through twice. Okay, but, um, I, that that, that kind of answers the question I was going to ask you about. Why would why would oh. we bring this into our lives? Why would it be necessary if we're changing a story and changing our lives? And you started on that. Why would we want to um, bring mantra and chanting into our lives? What kind of changes would that um, and bring about for changing the story? Because we at here on the station we talk about all things possible. When you're willing to let go, what doesn't want work to have what does. And change your story, change your life. So changing your story and changing our life. You started to talk about that. You said if we did this for 40 days and 40 nights, something will come about. How, tell me, you know, for somebody coming in and saying, why would I want to do this? And how much time does it take? Explain to me your sort of testimony about that. Why do you feel that this would be important? And how did it change your life? Well, um, I believe that uh, the practice of uh, reciting mantras and singing mantras um, deepens our connection with uh, spirit, with soul, with our God source. And it clears things away that are in the way. And as we continue to chant, we become more peaceful inside. And we begin to exude that peace outside. And actually, our way of being in the world can change. I, um, I have experienced personally a um, feeling of bliss that is beyond any, anything I've ever felt. Contentment, but more than contentment, it's bliss, absolute bliss while I am chanting. And it is, um, it, it's beyond anything that I have experienced. And, and when you're in a group, and you have the group energy, and everybody is singing the same thing over and over, and that group energy is coming together, you leave feeling completely blissed out. And so what, what, and, yeah. and I believe that people... And what brought you to this healing, Valerie? What brought you to this healing? What, what is your, personally, your personal experience with the chanting mantra? Um, I I understand that you've got a passion for it, and I feel that, and and that joy of what this will do and bring in. And I know I've used this myself, and I agree with you. It helps in all those areas, and it's very important. But what um, to relate to someone out there who can't quite um, understand how you have you always done this? Talk to that level of what this brought into your own personal healing, and what you how you well, use it in your daily practice for yourself. I um, I went through my dark night of the soul. I, I'd say it started in about 1993, and I really hit my rock bottom, and I, I came back um, from India. I was in India when that happened, and um, my, my mom died, and I, um, I couldn't function in the world. I really was going through... Um, uh, my dark night of the soul where um, realities were very confusing for me. I wasn't sure what was real and what wasn't. And um, I was suicidal. And um, at that point, I started to make art. And that is what helped me through um, some very, very dark times. And, and slowly but surely, my life began to improve. And I, I made art for many, many years. And um, what I found was that art really helped me. It helped me with my connection to God. Um, I could feel my heart, so I know my soul was speaking with me, and everything was aligned in that way. But making art took me to a plateau, and I stayed at that plateau for a while, for a couple of years, and... Um, uh, while I was making the art, I was listening to mantra music and singing and singing, and um, it became very important to me in my life. 
Um, and it became the only music I started list- I was listening to. And when I found the, con- the festival, which is actually called Bhakti Fest and Shakti Fest, um, when I found the- these festivals in California and I went to them and I was singing with 2,000 other people, um, something shifted and awoke, awoke in my soul and it shot me up to much more levels of joy and healing within myself um, that I was not able to reach from that plateau. And I think it was the collaboration of um, being with many other people all singing to God. Um, That was very, very powerful. And so there's the group energy um, and the group experience when uh, you are at a kirtan that is quite spectacular. So you had this personal experience with wanting to check out and you used art and then it led you into the chanting of mantra and then the connection with others in a blissful place that reached out and touched your soul in this place of healing. Is, yes. Is, yes. Okay. That, that's that's yes. a beautiful experience for people to be able to do that. In order to do that, there had to be things you had to let go of in order to get into that place. Things that just weren't working that you had to say, I have to choose something different, and this is what I'm choosing. Absolutely. I, I, I kind of feel that um, life so far has just been a series of letting go so that... Um, the things that are meant to happen can happen. Uh, I've found that um, as I'm letting go of more and more, um, my attachment to things has become less. And um, I've found that I can really just be led by God and by, by my spirit. Um, it's been such an interesting process. I feel like in the last two years, this being led and letting go of things, that even served me two weeks ago that are no longer serving me. Um, being able to let go and uh, follow where you're, where where God is pointing and go there and you go. And then the following week it might be, okay, go there, do that, and you go. And it, it's, it's a surrender. And, wow, wonderful. Uh, it, and it always it always is a surrender to let go, and then in that surrender, new things can be born, new yes, life can come absolutely. come from that. We're we're going to take a break now and come back. And when we come back, I'm hoping that you'll want to you'll share some of your chanting with us. So, we're going to take a break right now, and we'll be right back with Valerie talking about healing sounds of chanting and the ta- and um, working with the kirtan. Thank you. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. It's time to live an inspired life. Join Christy Allen, the Mosaic Shaman, as she enhances the quality of your life. Healing with art is Christy's focus. At SoulHealerPath.com, if you follow the steps and use the skill that Christy Allen teaches in Soul Healer's Path Life Coaching, doing your part and taking 100% of the responsibility for your life, changing your life story, then in one year's time, you could be living the inspired life of your dreams. Soul Healer's Path Life Coaching offers four life coaching packages, starting with the Serpent Path, which is all about awareness and letting go of what you do not want to have and embracing what you do. Go to Soul Healer's Path and sign up for a one-month session of Clearing the Light Body. 
So come and walk the medicine wheel with Christy Ellen. Visit soulhealerpath.com or call 435-260-9598 for a special newcomer's one-month coaching package for just $300. Christy Ellen is an intuitive healer and master creator. Let her guide you to living the life to which you were born to live and go from ordinary to extraordinary. You need to live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our listeners have told us that they want to be motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement around the clock. And we've responded to you. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's here at voiceamericaempowerment.com. This is Welcome to the Mosaic Garden with Christy Ellen. To connect with the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or you may send an email to healingart.kp at gmail.com. Now, back to Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. So we're in the garden today having a conversation with Valerie Sanjali Irons, and she's a, a Kirtan um, teacher and um, sound alchemist, and she's going to share with us one of her sound um, Kirtan chants with us. Um, Valerie, thank you so for being so gracious to open up and share. And you were saying at break that this chant will help with clearing any blockages such as sadness, which is something I personally looking at right now it's coming in on the energy fields to most of my clients is sadness but any other energy that's a block well it, you can call upon it to remove any obstacle even even obstacles that are in the way of your attaining a goal and um, of course sadness is definitely an obstacle to um, our at- obtaining our wishes and desires um, so um this particular chant is a uh, chant to Ganesha, and Ganesha is the elephant-headed deity in um, in India, and uh, he is the most popular deity in India, and he is very beloved by children, and um, his name is Ganesha, and he has many other names, um, Ganapate. Ganapataye is another name. And so what we're going to do is just do a little chant um, that can ask him to remove obstacles. And also we're going into that energy within us, asking that energy to remove obstacles. So, um, Om Gam Ganapataye Namaha. And the first oh. syllable is Om, O-M, which means oh. greetings to or salutations to. Gum is uh-huh. a seed syllable, G-A-M, and it's pronounced gum, G-U-M. Ganapataye, that's G-A-N-A-P-A-T-A-Y-E. Ganapate. Okay. Namaha. Okay. And na- Namaha. Namaha means I recognize you. So, Om, Gum, Ganapataye, Namaha. Om gum gum ganapataye namaha namaha Om Oh. So I, why don't I say it and you can repeat it? Okay, let's do it that way. Okay. Okay. Om gam ganapataye namaha. Om gam ganapataye namaha. Is that close? <laughs> uh, very close. Om okay. gam. Om gam. Om gam. Ganapataye. Ganapataye. Yes, namaha. Namaha. And so that would be what I would chant in order to release any blockages I had. And is you have a CD. Is this on your CD? 
Um, there is a little version of that on my CD. The CD that I just released um, in November of 2016 is my very first CD, and I have a lot of guest musicians um, from all over the state, and most of them um, play uh, mantra music, and it's a little bit of world beat with mantra. And, and where can um, people go to find out about getting the CD and, and being able to listen to, to the mantras and chants? Where can they pick that up at? My website is sanjali.net, and that's S as in Sam, A, N as in Nancy, J, A, L, I, dot net. And, sanjali.net, um, okay. Sanjali.net, and uh, they can listen to it there. I, I have um, both my album and single on Bandcamp, and there's a single uh, to the Maitreya Buddha that all proceeds go to cleaning up the trash around the earth. Oh, that's a wonderful, um, wonderful event. Yeah. So they can go find that there. And I want you to, I know we're running out of time here. We wish I had a lot more time to talk. But what else are the things that you do that they can uh, connect with you and you can help them with sound healing? Yes, I um, I do sound healing sessions. I have a sound healing bed um, that is a um, really fantastic tool. Um, it was made in Germany and it has a monochord on one side. So that's uh, a set of strings that are three different octaves tuned to the same note. So when I play and uh, the person is laying down on the bed, um, the vibrations come up through the back and through the spine and vibrate all the organ and the water um, in the body. And it allows for release of blockages and um, uh, a, a very lovely calm and peace to come in. Yeah, I've actually um, laid and, on the um, bed, and that it's been a very good experience. Yeah. Okay, so we're we're going to have to we're coming to a close here, and I and Valerie, I just want people to know that they can um, go and listen to this again, and they can also go and see that we're doing a video about you um, in a documentary through the Healing Arts. So if you go to soulhealerspath.com, you can find out more about that, and you can do see a live interview with Valerie and and the song and the sound bed. So one more time, where everyone can find you, will you say that again for our listeners? There's two. There's ValerieIrons.com. And there's Sanjali.net. Wonderful. I wish we had more time. We could do a whole other interview. So I really appreciate this time together. Thank you for being here. And those of you, go and find out more about what Valerie's doing at ValerieIrons.com and Sanjali.net. And find out about the sound healing in, in the Kirtan and listen to her CDs. They're amazing. And if you get a chance to go on the sound bed, I highly recommend it. It really helped a lot. So, Valerie, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Christy. It's been delightful. Wonderful. And um, listen in next week where we will be back here talking about changing the story, changing your life at uh, Welcome to the Mosaic Garden on the Empowerment Station. Thank you. This is Christy on the Mosaic Shaman. Until next week. Namaste. Thank you for listening to Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. Christy Ellen hopes that you will join her on another journey next Tuesday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Empowerment Channel. 